Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Welcome back to another episode, guys. It's been a long time. Honestly, it's been so crazy in the office. I had to hold myself accountable to record these because I truly enjoy it. But it's been so crazy. Last year, I was able to work literally four days a week and it was perfect for me. Now, in the office, I'm actually working six days a week and I have now a massive influx of clients. So I'm holding myself accountable. I'm going to record this for you. Remember that I don't actually make any profit for this. I just like giving free information, free content, free, basically free knowledge. And a lot has changed this year. And the topic of the next podcast, which is this one, is going to touch on something really important. Why did I use this and why did I wait so long to create this? Because it took me actually a long time to find the words for what I'm going to share next. And the next topic of choice, which is what I'll be speaking about today, is grief. Grief is something no one really prepares us for. Grief is something that it's inevitable to work or live with or go through. It's a process that you're going to have to inevitably go through. The sad thing is because no one prepares us to live a life without our loved ones, we actually don't know the process of it until it happens to us. Now, obviously, I am Muslim, so I'm going to share a little bit of the Muslim perspective on this in hopes that it will help you understand our culture and our religion as well. But religion is a key factor in why I share what I share. At the beginning of this year, I lost my grandmother, who obviously died of old age, and my cousin. He was very young. My grandmother was actually on her deathbed for quite a long time, so we actually knew it was coming. However, my cousin, really, he was brutally murdered. He died out of, basically, we didn't even know. He was actually quite close with my brother, and we didn't take it very well. Okay, but there was two different factors, even though they died literally a month apart. My grandmother died on my anniversary in January and my cousin died at the end of February. So it was literally like probably like maximum four weeks in between their death just before Ramadan. And I was significantly, significantly affected by both of these deaths because they were so close to me. But what happened after is how I dealt with it. So I found that my feelings weren't really understood. I needed an outlet. The good thing was at that time was I was going through a little bit of different structure than what I usually would. And it's just a process that I had to deal with. But I realized even though this subject is something that I wanted to speak about earlier, I know there's a reason why I actually waited to share this with you now. And given the fact that this podcast might go over time, but I'm going to share the best way with what I know how. Grief is something no one prepares us for. But what happens with grief is it really helps you understand the value of your life and what you do on earth and what changes and whose life you affect and whose life that you take into consideration and really make that legacy. No one ever prepares us for grief. However, I'm going to try and do the opposite of that. Not to prepare you, just to gain knowledge of 
what happens next. So what is grief? Grief is a natural response to loss. It's the emotional suffering, suffering of the life that you've lost, the person that you have lost, living your life without the person that you love best or the persons that you were always in their presence, okay? And even if you weren't close to the person, you can still grieve because it's a life that's lost. It's emotional suffering you feel when you lose someone or someone you love taken away. The pain of a loss can feel overwhelming. You may experience all kinds of difficulty and unexpected emotions. You could go from shock to anger to disbelief to guilt to profound sadness. The pain of the grief can also disrupt your physical health, making it difficult to sleep, eat, or even think straight. These are actually normal reactions to loss. And the more significant the loss, the more intense the grief will be. Now, loss of the loved ones will come with emotions that feel almost impossible to put into words. You don't grow with grief. You grow around grief. Okay, so it's something that it's going to happen. We're all going to die. Yeah, I know it's not going to the massive reality check. We're all going to die. But no one prepares us to live our lives without the ones that we love best. The loss of a loved one can be put into the five stages of grief. But I'm going to be one to tell you that you can go through the five stages of grief in one day. It's not a time frame. There's no time frame for the time that you get through grief. Five words and five stages they describe. You can also become the common standard for what we go through during grief. And this is the norm. Okay, so these are the very briefly, these are the five stages of grief. The first one is denial. Denial is the refusing of the loss that happened. No, I can't believe it. They're not gone. The shock. It's the overwhelming that the world has become meaningless. Feelings of shock and numbness occur as the bodies and mind let in as much emotion as they can handle and shock fades away. The feeling have suppressed over the time and it will begin to surface. The next one is anger. As we begin to feel the different emotions with loss, we may rise above the rest and anger after the loss is there's no direction of where it came from. It comes from a sense of injustice. This is not a part of the grief. I'm telling you from my experience as well as my profound qualifications anger comes from injustice it's not fair why did they go so young why did they go now this sense of unfairness in the world comes from the anger that's why the anger is fueled it could be said the anger that we feel is more indication that with strength we love the person obviously the more close the person feels to you or was to you you feel that sense of hey what's not fair you can start blaming yourself or blaming the other person or blaming other people around you that's what it is Bargaining. After a loss, it's a natural want for life to go back the way it was. If only we could go back in time. These are the statements that you can use. And what if this never happened became ways for you not to feel the pain of the loss. And remember, we're normalizing the emotional regulation here. We don't want to suppress it. Okay. The normal emotional like resurfacing of emotions. I think we've become a generation that really numbs our emotions quite well or masks our emotions quite well. No, we're not going to do that here. We are going to feel the feelings as they come, whatever they come with. There's nothing wrong with having feelings. Things happen. If you describe yourself as emotionally numb person, immediately I'm like, okay, we need to unhinge that. Usually that would mean that you're not used to asking for help, you're not used to venting, you will probably have some kind of humor, some kind of humorous coping mechanism that we need to uncover, okay? So the bargaining is very temporary. If only I can go back in time, why now? 
stuff like that. Depression. While bargaining for focus on the past, depression is all about the present and the past. And grief may feel deeper than what it was before. With the prominence of death, it can feel like a depressive thought and it will last forever. That's what it feels like. And typically in depression, it can see something to be fixed after a loss. And this is why I deal with grief. Okay. Acceptance. This shouldn't be confused with one being okay with the loss. We're not ever going to be okay with the loss, but it's acknowledging the fact that the loved one has now been physically gone. However, they can be remembered within your memories and you can do sadaqah on their behalf and you can make dua on their behalf and learn to live with your loss. Acceptance isn't moving on, nor is it the end point of the grieving process. It can be making new connections and relationships and listening to your own needs as well as simply just living again, finding that zest for life, but only after doing what we have to do after grieving, okay? Whether it's you or a loved one that we're dealing with a terminal illness or grieving of loss of someone, these stages can be as thought as a valuable model that shows grief is not just sadness, but it's a multitude of feelings. The grieving process is just really dependent on the individual, okay? So let's look at grief from an Islamic point of view, Okay, if this doesn't float your boat, sorry, I apologize, but I'm just going to help you with the best way forward because Islam really teaches us what grief is. There is some Islamic Quranic quotes in the Quran for death and how you can deal with it. And that's what I'm going to share. If it doesn't float your boat, so be it. It's a common knowledge that as life is temporary, we know as Muslims, life is temporary. And the biggest sign is death that we see in our lifetime. Every single time people die around us, this is our reminder. It is our reminder that life is temporary. It doesn't mean it's hopeless. It means it's temporary. The multitude of happiness and materialistic things and the way it is temporary. So make your time count. That's why we talk about it. No, I don't mean it's hopeless. It's just doomed. No, I want you to understand that life is temporary. You're here for a temporary time. We're most likely going to spend time underneath the grave longer than we spend on the earth. So make your life count. Do what you need to do in order for you to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leave your legacy on earth. So this is a reminder for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that sends to us to realize that their day will come as well. And that is from the Quran, every soul shall taste death. As we know, the experience of loss is bound to occur. It's only human nature to grieve. For those who do not believe in an afterlife, we do. People who don't experience and understand don't believe in an afterlife, it can make their experience a little bit more painful than ours because we know we're going to see them again. Muslims know that this separation from their loved ones is only temporary and we will reunite in the hereafter. That being said, with the knowledge, it's okay to grieve as long as follows the Islamic protocols and the Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed to us. Let us look into the Quran and the Sunnah to learn more about loss. And then verily from Allah we came, and to him we return. That is the Islamic quote. Allah sent us here, we will return to him. We must trust in the calamities of losing a loved one. And it can appear as a test. It is appears like it will. It is important to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, and his death is by command of Allah, and Allah's decision is always the best decision, and putting trust in him to allow us to increase in faith. You will realize some people who have a close death of a loved one around them, they actually make a closer connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed, and that's what will happen.
Okay. For example, the Surat Surat Al-Kahf relies on the loss of a child from a righteous family. So if you have lost a child or someone around you have lost a child, this is for you. So they proceeded until they came across a boy and the man killed him. Moses prostrated, have you killed an innocent soul who killed no one? You have certainly done a horrible thing. In this story, Moses went on a journey with a knowledgeable man guided by Allah. During this journey, the man kills the child. And the parents of the child will most likely grieve this incident, but we later find out the reason for the murder. And as for the boy, his parents were true believers, and they feel that, that he would be pressured to their defiance and their disbelief. So he hoped that their Lord would give them another more righteous and more caring in his place. So Allah knew. So that's why. The next Quranic thing, you may dislike a thing that is good for you and a thing that is bad for you, but Allah knows what you do not. Allah knows what to do. He knows. He's the best of planners. He plans better than you. You think you're planning? Allah plans better. So trust within him. But there are ways to benefit the dead. I'm going to go into this. I'm going to put this on the side because I'm going to explain to you the treatment plan of grief, how I treat grief. Grief and depression can almost go hand in hand. Grief can actually be treated as depression. Okay, just because you're depressive at the moment, it's very, the pillars are there. They have the same characteristics. The the first one is helplessness and hopelessness. That is, oh my God, we're here for a thing. This is is not our life for us. We're going to die. And it's that sense of hopelessness. It's fatalistic. Your avoidant coping style, you don't know how to avoid. Remember when I went into anxiety a couple episodes back, a while ago actually. It goes the same thing. Avoiding coping style, self-soothing rituals to help you cope. You don't know how to deal with the emotions, so you actually avoid them. Okay? Lack of process. You don't know how to process it. You believe in the internal orientation. Ineffective compartmentalization. A lot of grief can actually create sleep disturbances. This may mean that you sleep less or sleep more. That is underneath the sleep disturbances. Low tolerance for ambiguity. A sense of being trapped and dwelling in negative expectancy. Now, I'm going to put my notes on the side for this podcast, and I'm going to get really personal for you guys. Death isn't the end. Death, as much as hard as it may be, it is actually a calamity for us. It's in a sense of adversity. If we can, again, no one prepares us for death, but I'm going to help you in the best way I know how. When we're dealing with grief, you're allowed to feel whatever you're feeling. Remember, I'm not here to dismiss any of your feelings, but make your life worthwhile yes we are all going to die we have a start date and an end date our days are numbered okay we have a start date and an end date so what are you going to do in between the time between now and the time that you die and this is where your sadaqah comes from your charity you're given charity and the sadaqah jariyah this is a lot the charity that keeps on giving this is where your dua come into play. This is where your charity organizations come into play. This is where what you put out there in the world, how is it helping people? How are you going to be remembered when you're dying? I remember speaking to a death doula and she told me that the average time that people go and visit their loved ones is on average six months after their death. What does that tell you? People move on. People grow around their grief. People cope in many different ways. Now, if you have lost a loved one, I don't want you to forget them. I want you to honor their death, honor their life in a way that is healthy for you. 
Yes, we are all going to die. Yes, reality check. We are all going to die. But what are you going to do between now and then? The time that you're going to spend on earth is dependent on what you do. Yes, some of it sucks. Some of it is hard. Some of it you're going to be like, how am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do? But you get through it. We all do. And when a lot of people came through my door for grief specifically, I understood grief even more from a different perspective, which is why I'm sharing my experience now. So we want to have you do healthy coping mechanisms. So things that helped me was going to the gym, painting. I've never painted in my life, but if you've come to my office, you would have seen the two paintings that I've painted. I don't know if you guys can see them. They're just there. Okay. Healthy coping mechanisms, ways to help you cope. Remember these people that you have lost and remember that you will see them eventually. Okay. It's not the end. It's just the beginning. Now, let me go back to what I wanted to tell you guys about benefiting the dead. Now, the way we benefit the dead is before the day of judgment. Humans that have passed cannot do anything with themselves until the day of judgment. Okay. This is how you can benefit the dead. Dua. One of the powerful deeds that a Muslim can do is supplication, which is dua. And that's how we make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this person and our ummah. There are many du'as for the deceased, but this is actually one of them. Oh Allah, forgive them if they have mercy on them and give them strength and pardon. And be generous to him because the entrance to be wide and wash him with water and snow and hail. Cleanse him from his transgressions with as a white cloth is cleansed of stains. Give him his abode. Give him an abode better than his home and a family better than his family and a wife better than his wife. Take him to paradise and protect him from the punishment of the grave and the punishment of the hellfire. And that's that. Sadaqah, give on their behalf. Okay. And honoring their family and friends, go and visit them. See if they need anything. Ask if they need money. A lot of the times when men of that fam- like of that family have died, they don't have any means of financial income. So this is where they it can get really lonely and can get really confusing. Expression of sorrow, you can weep a little bit within time frames of a Muslim, okay? And just remember your own return. And key takeaways is that death is not final. The lo- loss of a loved one, although it may be hard, but it's not final. We are on this earth to fulfill our own destiny, fulfill our own test, make a difference, and that's what we're here for. Don't ever let someone tell you that your loved one is gone. No, they're not gone. You can honor them in your memories. You can honor them in your mind. And that's how I treat it as a whole, as a therapist. I'm going to help you remember them as they were, as you wanted to, in a way that is helpful in a way that's, and not in a way that's not helpful. So I hope this podcast helped you and I look forward to speaking on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.